0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Anne Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Anne Gelsheimer.
2: Hello, this is your host, Anne Gelsheimer, and welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. The topic of our program today is sound healing, and my guest Jill Matson is a healing sound composer, author, artist, and a recognized expert in the field of sound healing. Jill's personal interest in sound healing and expanding consciousness was the result of her lifelong love affair with music, coupled with her personal spiritual quest, which started in earnest about 25 years ago. She was drawn to the study of ancient traditions examining methods that employ sound healing and music to alter and improve mind, body, emotions, energy, and spiritual aspects of practitioners' lives. Jill has produced seven CDs that combine intricate sound healing techniques with her original award-winning musical compositions. The CDs consist of intriguing, magical tracks using ancient and modern techniques with sound energy and special healing frequencies to achieve profound benefits. Jill, I'm so pleased to welcome you to Conscious Evolution Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. So, Jill, we had a chance to talk um, a little bit before this actual interview, and you shared with me the many different ways you've done research and and acquired the information that you have, which is uh, quite considerable. So I wonder if you would just share with our listeners, to bring them up to date, how have you done your research, both externally and internally? Okay, good question. Music from the
3: ancient times has been um, documented maybe as far as the ancient Sumerians, which is two, three thousands BC. But of course, it's just been recently that we've been able to interpret um, the languages. Even the Bible was originally in the Old Testament written as a musical script. Hmm. And groups such as Bible.com are bringing back the accents and the rhythms and the pitches. Um, so, when when you go back to look at the music, you've got archaeological finds, um, you know, uh, different resonant points in scientific studies and archaeology, and even um, studying, you know, the evolution of man and what kind of sounds we're capable of. And then you can um, go around the globe. So, what you find in history in Europe is different than China, is different than Central America, And a lot of really old stuff's coming out of Central America right now. And so that's kind of on the solid side. Then I'm an open channel as well as I read a lot of other channels. For example, Edgar Cayce has books on ancient societies. Right. So, And sometimes I get visions and I just see how they did things.
2: Well, this is very exciting because, I mean, it suggests that you have your own memories, your own uh, perhaps parallel lives at that time, you know, doing this work. So we're going to get uh, an interesting insight that uh, we might not be able to find in books. So this is very exciting. Well,
3: may I say also, though, um, I have pretty much the full gamut of psychic gifts. And when you read antiquity, if you don't have those gifts, it sounds almost silly stupid you think oh my gosh what a bunch of superstitious idiots you know but if you understand music and sound and have psychic abilities sometimes even reading the written records can be clear to someone with my background yet not another scholar oh i understand
2: that absolutely because they're only getting a portion of the information
3: right right
2: So let's jump right in because, of course, my program's on higher consciousness and when I thought about having um, you to come on and talk about uh, sound and music and its connection to higher consciousness, I was really excited because I know how powerful this is. So how would you explain to our listeners how music is linked to our spirituality and to higher consciousness? Well,
3: everything in the world, including spirituality, our higher selves, angels, masters, it's all energy. And I've learned about how this works from ancient wise sages, who across the globe all pretty much say the same thing. And that is that energy transfers through the same note and octaves, which is the same note, just higher or lower, bum, bum. And entrainment, which means a louder rhythm overtakes the other. So, waves in close proximity combine and you ingest waves. So, when you meditate, you're creating a certain brain wave that's measurable. When you have a certain feeling, a deep feeling, by doing a meditation into your heart, again, you're talking about a cycle per second. And so when you look at spirituality, if you were to do aura photography of um, a, a master, say Jesus, he's going to have this beautiful white aura, and that's all science and its frequencies. And today you can even um, take photos and look at it and feel where the pockets are, but in ancient times they could see it readily and they'd give you sound codes to like lighten up your aura so that you're going to quickly... Become like Jesus or Buddha. And again, global, from mystery school to mystery school, using your willpower to become more noble, more virtuous, is very difficult, and it's the long road. Whereas listening to sound, and I have these in CDs, so accessible and inexpensive to heal the world, but listening to sound, you get in all these repeats, and voila, You've got a, a virtue because you've done it so many repeats much easier than using your will.
2: Oh, much more pleasant. <laughs> I, was, yes. I was laughing just thinking about how hard a road it is using the will trying to get to enlightenment. Very painful. <laughs> yes, it is. So not zippity-doo-dah with a pretty song. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's to- and, and because we do resonate, once we hear the tones, we resonate. Would you explain about that? How, how it shifts our frequency within? Sure. If you could think back to
3: fourth grade science, and they show you just a picture of a wave, and then they would show when two high parts of a wave combine at the same time, they double in energy. Yet, in contrast, if a high part and a low part collide at the same time, they cancel each other out. So, for example, the Rife um, frequency machines that has a cure for pretty much most every disease... <laughs> That's what it does. It measures the frequency of a virus, a pathogenic cancer, and then it simply gives you a wave that's equal and opposite. So when you listen, they cancel out. So you ingest sound. It's not separate. It's not entertainment. It's like slow motion medicine, continuous medicine.
2: Okay. That's helpful. So I know that you also uh, teach about the frequencies of the Ascended Masters, Angels, Guides. Um, so how, how do you help us connect with those frequencies? Okay. I am an open channel.
3: So I have channeled many times and I recognize people. I believe everybody has um, such skills. We just haven't awakened them. So if you were to imagine your mother sitting next to you, everybody pretty much know what it feels like. And if she's not in the house, the house feels slightly different. And I can do that same thing that everybody else can when I channel. So when Jesus is coming in to channel, I know exactly what he feels like. And mistakes are such a wonderful thing at times, at times, usually later. But anyway, I noted on one of my mistakes that I, in the silent parts where I was recording, I could identify the angels and masters. So their energy records, which makes sense because it's a wave and the waves record. So, um, and then also throughout my studies, I learned that almost all of the ancient masters equated musical notes and colors. And that's simple science. If you take the cycles per second of colored light and take it down octaves, same note, higher, lower, bum, bum, C, C. Anyway, you can equate our piano scale to the um, color wheel. Right. And ancient people did that. And not only did they equate music in color, but music and emotions and music and body parts. So if you notice, in antiquity, um, ascended masters are all colored. They call them rays, but it's color rays. Right. So um, like, for example, with Archangel Michael, he's blue, Mm -hmm. and it's also an octave of enzyme production and parts of your digestion process. It's an octave of the motion strength. It's an octave of the nurturing and being calm. So when you're tying into Archangel Michael, and even if you're thinking about him, praying to him, um, you're ingesting his energy fields, and you're helping yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I have a CD, um, Contacting Angels and Masters with Sound, that goes into all these correlations. So if you have a certain illness, you might work with a certain master whose mere presence is going to take care of that. And um, then the other thing I did was I put like this garden of the rays of the music, of the colors. So we have blue music, yellow music. And then I channeled the masters and the angels in, of blue into the blue music. And then I introduced and helped the listener contact their own guides that happened to be blue. And it's just a matter of doing it a couple times to recognize it. You
2: don't need special skills. Oh, I love that. That's great. And I, I'm curious do we do each of us have a particular uh, note or color, or are we a combination of things? You are so
3: intuitive. Yes, we do. And I, you had two questions. I yes, have to remember to answer both. <laughs> okay. Um. Every, I'm going to say the same thing in different words. Everybody has a different personality. Everybody has different health issues. Both of those are frequencies. So um, my personality is different than yours, which means my fundamental frequency is different than yours. And I believe that the frequencies that um, we have are can be likened to a color scale. So I'm. <laughs> Hello, I'm a blue. And uh, I find most of my friends are oranges because they're complementary colors and they balance. Yes, okay. And um, and I find myself attracted to angels and masters in blue and orange. And um, people can shift in their lives. They can come in with um, two life paths. So I started out in violet. And I think I um, perhaps graduated with my lessons for this life in violet. And then my whole life changed. And I got a new frequency, a new set of lessons. Okay, so, so yes, we all have a big fundamental frequency, and it defines our health and our personality. But we also have sub frequencies, like we have a personality, but we can be moody, happy one day, not so happy the next. <laughs> so it's kind of like we have a big overall frequency, um, fundamental frequency. And then we have like little sub-components. Like one of the ancient methods for advancing your spirituality was to tune to the stars, and I did that my my Stardust CD. But I have the overall frequency that the planet makes in its orbit rotation, and then I put in the sub-frequencies of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen are associated with them because that's what a planet's composed of, just like... You know, you would have an overall frequency, but yet your liver might be a different frequency than your lung. We
2: right. have
3: subcomponents.
2: Okay. Very interesting. And then so with our frequencies, we'd also have, uh, as you said, the colors. You're more of a blue. I'm not sure. I, I might be a blue. I'm certainly very drawn to Archangel Michael. So there's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm probably blue or orange because <laughs> one or the other. Well that's very interesting. And we're going to talk about the stars too because um that's a real passion of mine and uh contact with beings from other other star systems is uh, also a passion of mine. But tell tell us about why we would want to attune to the stars.
3: Well, I'll tell you my opinion, but first I'm going to tell you the ancient idea. Okay. The ancient idea was to tune to heaven, you know, like a metaphor. But specifically Ancient man believed that souls inhabit more things than a human body. So, a soul can inhabit an animal, a plant, or a planet. And in fact, Gaia is the name that many people give to the very advanced being that's inhabiting our Earth. And I've had conversations with her. Mm -hmm. um, Very clear for me. Anyway, ancient man believed that Venus would also be inhabited by a being as well as Mars and so on. And that these beings, way above our consciousness, um, when you tune or think or tie into them vibrationally, you create resonance and you start to download their frequency. And that's science. So, and I don't know how they did it, I know how I do it, but through physics you can get the um, frequency a planet gives in a rotation in an an orbit, and then I have the components um, of the elements making up the planet. So I give you some frequency concoctions that um, tie you right into that planet, and um, so so that you tie right into that higher being and you start to raise your energies softly, just like lighting up your aura like a Christmas tree. And, and like the Tibetan monks, when they were raising your consciousness or your aura like this, that would be their goal. And if you cured your cancer, that's a byproduct. So this bit of raising your consciousness is big. Anyway, that was one idea. The second idea for ancient man was that astrology not being some woo-woo, whatever, it's a science. And it is a science. You can buy the frequencies coming in from the different positions and rotations of planets from Motorola and NASA. Well, you don't buy them off of NASA, but you can buy them off of Motorola. And Sherry Edwards on our site, she will equate them, like the frequencies coming in, one is similar to that of zinc. So anybody who has a cold that day is going to have a good day. And so these frequencies do come in because the planets move, and they're below our hearing range, and they challenge or um, bless us. So ancient man was well aware of this, and astrology at its roots was musical. The idea was that when, depending on the position and the notes of the interacting planets, if you put it in musical terms, you know, some of them sound like crap. (laughs) No, very, <laughs> Not you know, pleasant. Kind of, <laughs> jading and you know, upsetting and nasty sounding. And that would equate to a challenge. Mm. And musically, you can harmonize that out. You can make that smooth as, as anything. And so part of, they would actually add tones to harmonize it. So that's one way of harmonizing it. The other way um, is to simply tune into the planets and then it's kind of like if you're really in tune with all the bass notes, then if a couple of them jive, it doesn't um, ruffle your feathers. It's kind of like water off a duck's back. It's making you resistant to challenging astrology. Okay. Um, That's fair. And yeah. when I channel, my guides have told me it brings in light from chakra five five feet above your head. Ah, which what, what is the name of that chakra? Um, And I don't know, they just said the one five feet above your head, but the star sounds do that.
2: Very good. Okay. We're going to take a short break, uh, but when we come back, maybe we can explore a little bit further into uh, what you've learned about the ancient traditions and what was surprising for you. So this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'll be right back.
1: Ask Theo Live, Channels to a New Reality. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King. For a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: tuned in to conscious evolution radio and we love to hear from you please send any questions or comments about the show via email to conscious evolution radio at gmail.com again that's conscious evolution radio at gmail.com now back to this week's program
2: Hi, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. My guest today, Jill Matson, is an expert in sound healing, a composer, an artist, a very, very talented woman. And we are talking now, um, I'm hoping, about ancient traditions and their use of sound. Now, Jill's written a couple of books about secret societies and their use of sound. Jill, would you tell us about that? Um, I've written two books. Uh, one is um, "Ancient
3: Sounds," and that encompasses the ancient idea that sound is energy. It's not entertainment, and uh, creating it like entertainment is analogous to going to in a hospital and just randomly taking someone else's meds. There are vibr meds or vibratory concoction, mm. and we ingest sounds, so they influence who we are. So they, and, and when you read these stories about Atlantis and Lemuria, these beings were clairvoyant and clairaudient. So they didn't use their, your ears to communicate or to listen to music. So they would use it purpose-driven. They would use it to build huge pyramids. They would use it for warfare. They would use it to regrow a limb or grow their garden. It was an energy source. And in my ancient sounds book, that's what I do. I go through um, a variety I think about thirteen different ways, easy ways and accessible ways. You can start to use sound in your daily life for benefits. And then in secret sounds, I go into the work of bioacoustics um, developed by Sherry Edwards. and in this book, we're showing you how do you discover what you know what's inside your body um, you can display every frequency inside. You can look at your digestion and see which tone is out. You can see, oh, I can see where I cut my toe because there's the stressed frequency. And then you can add a frequency and and fix that. For example, if you break a bone, your bone doctor can give you a little um, thing to listen to and take the time for your bone to heal in half. He just gives you the frequency of your bone and you ingest it. (laughs) <laughs> so um, this book tells you about sound in your body and it also goes into sound in your voice at the very back part I go into ancient scented master teachings on how to modulate your voice because in the very, very early times again, your voice is more like a jackhammer for, for doing work so when you say to someone like you, if you're like Jesus, you say be well a good part of the miracle is how you say be well
2: okay right what you put into that yeah so it really becomes a blessing it's not just words yes yes so tell us about uh sherry edwards people may not be uh, familiar with her work uh sherry has extraordinary
3: hearing she can hear volume levels like little tiny frequencies coming out of your ears that science can measure and record. And they use for diagnostic, diagnostic purposes in hospitals for comatose people. But she can hear them. And so she can hear if you have a disease because like all diabetes sounds alike. And what she was able to discover that you have this little set of frequencies that we can hear coming out of your, ear, I think of a radio broadcast station. Okay. Telling your whole body, nah, 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 this is what we need, this is this is the problem, and trying to create those frequencies that you absorb in your skin for healing. So you have this um, kind of like loop, and she was able to come up with frequencies that would heal. So she has a bad headache, she can hear it. She hums a certain tone, and she can hear it go away. Wow. So with that beginning she came up with the science of how to use sound to enable your body to heal. And it's fascinating. It's more of a science, more like equating the periodic chart of elements to a musical scale.
2: So for a person who isn't as gifted as she is, obviously that's very special to be able to hear uh, what, what the problem mm-hmm. is. Has she uh, developed tools to help people attune to what their body might be saying and are uh, on a fi- vibrational frequency.
3: Yes, she has. She's used a software from Joseph Fourier, a man in the 40s who, or 50s, excuse me. Anyway, he had this, not software then, but he had this um, way to take your voice and develop, uh, break it into component pitches. Much like a cr- uh, sunlight goes through a crystal and it breaks into the rainbow colors. So this software now, uh, this is now used through software and on her site, nanovoice.org, or you can read um, my Secret Sounds book. gives you an accessible, easy-to-understand way to use this whole science. Okay. Anyway, um, you, can take a, you can play with it and break your voice down into component pitches and see everything inside. Now, that's the free version. And if you take the classes, you get the more complete version.
2: Okay. And do you teach the classes yourself? No, I just don't. Share, just sharing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now I wonder if we could move into a little bit more talking about uh, how sound is currently used in more mainstream medicine. Sure. Um, recall sonograms, um,
3: echocardiograms, MRIs, TENS, pacemakers. You blast kidney stones. Um and I believe that medicine is just—that's just the tip of the iceberg. Edgar Casey says that the, med- the medicine of the future is all going to be sound vibration energy, and I believe that to be so. If you take a good look at what you can do, it's very accurate and inexpensive. Wahoo.
2: Wow! Yes, <laughs> that—that—that—and and it wouldn't produce well if it was done properly. Presumably, it wouldn't produce the uh, side effects that pharmaceuticals do.
3: I don't think so, no. Mm
2: -mm. Very interesting. So, um, let me just see. I'm thinking now about, uh, it sounds like a leap, but it's related. I'm thinking about dolphins and whales because... You know, I've I've been swimming with them. I've seen uh, how many people have reported healings uh, just being in the water with the dolphins and their sonar sounds and amazing experiences with the whales and their sounds. So I'm just wondering if you would share with us your ideas about what's so healing or special about the sounds of dolphins and whales. They
3: are very evolved beings. I believe far more evolved than you or I And the sounds, um, we think of sounds in terms of the content of what do the words mean. But in its most powerful form, sound is in terms of pitches, rhythms, and harmonics. Like, for example, E, A, that's the same pitch. But you perceive that the E is a little higher, and it's 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 um as a harmonic is like an after ripple, and different sounds have different spreads of energy in these after ripples, called harmonic. So when you're listening to whale sounds, it's like receiving blessings, energetic blessings in terms of rhythms, pitches, and harmonics. Um. In the Egyptian temples, they had hermetic magic, which was not too far off than a whale sound blessing. They would just experiment with like different pitches, rhythms, and E, A, ah, or vowel sounds and consonant sounds to see where it impacted your body motions or mental um, uh, capacities. And when it evolved beings with clairvoyant vision can watch sounds light up your aura. So it's really quite simple and easy for them to modulate sounds that just bless you, body, mind, soul. It can be, um, it can be a generic and a unique blessing for you. And so um, when you listen to those sounds, they sound good because they are good.
2: And you can feel the benefit in your in your being, your body, yes. your mind, your spirit. Yes, I was. I remember looking in your book uh, where you talked about how even the construction of the Egyptian temples was based on sound. Uh, could you talk talk a little bit about that? Sure. In the ancient
3: world, how to put this? They believed that the universe was composed of numbers, and that would be the root source. Uh, Numbers expressed as frequencies, um, very similar to string theory. And you could convert numbers to sound by uh, counting the cycles per second, counting the rhythmic patterns, and you can do math to represent even an angle or something like that. So they would Um, come up with sacred geometry, which is shapes found in nature. For example, the Fibonacci spiral in the night sky, it's a spiral that's in a seashell and a thousand times and thousands of times in your body. And so they would say, hmm, God likes that, must be good for us. And then they would take math, take it down to its mathematical cores and then transpose it into music, So that their buildings are going to be in harmony with the heavens, with the stars, with the latitude and longitude, with um, sounds found in nature. And they're going to um, make their buildings match your chakras or um, buildings to attune to a certain planet or God or um, skill or ability. Um, Everything's frequency. And, um, you know, Sherry Edwards with her hearing, mm-hmm. she can hear sounds off of 2D shapes written on a piece of paper.
2: Wow. That's amazing. And, and, she's the Mozart of hearing.
3: <laughs> yes. And so could ancient people. So they're picking, they're picking shapes that bless you.
2: Beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I was surprised because I hieroglyphics, even though it looks like a visual language, is also a sound language.
3: Yes. And also, even with the hieroglyphics, you see, you can see in the, um, in different um, paintings on walls, they're going to take, let's say, um, Phi or the Fibonacci or patterns found in nature, and they'll put them like kind of like a yardstick. So when they construct their hieroglyphics, they the actual writing is in proportion with sacred geometry. It's in proportion with the stars and the earth. So even gazing upon it gives you a subtle frequency that's a blessing. As well as connecting to the sound, and the sound was related. For example, they would put sound on a drum like Om. You get underneath Om and, uh, and say Om, you know, thousands of times underneath a drum with sand on it, and the sand's going to start to vibrate from your voice and it's going to go to the end and come back in, and eventually it's going to create that little Hindu three like shape that we associate with Om. So that shape is Om. So their languages are not symbolic. They are the energetic counterpart of the words. And then there's certain words that bless you. It's like taking a spiritual um,
2: little star or something and becoming it. You know, I'm I'm familiar with Tibetan Buddhism and uh, in in the practices, the various tantric practices, those seed letters like Om are uh, chanted uh, over and over and over again. Sometimes internally, sometimes externally. But they are they're considered the essence of the divinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's very uh, very profound. And then the shifts that come. You <laughs> you do a, a closed retreat of you know ten twenty or 20 days or longer, um, those sounds are are, are what's shifting your consciousness with the repetition of the mantra over and over and over again. Right,
3: and again, the sound is the shape. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's what I've been doing in my music. I've been taking those shapes, putting them in the music, and then I've also channeled channel my music, so I put the um, the ancient blessings and tuning forks in the background. And since I channel the music, I assume there's blessings
2: in that cosmic plagiarism as well. Beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. So your your music is very rich, has many many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take a short break at this point. Um, and when we come back, um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about just uh, what how all of this work in sound has changed you because it has to have been extremely powerful. This is Anne Gelsheimer on conscious Evolution radio and we'll be right back.
0: is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sanjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America
1: Business. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling. And become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Seventh Wave Channel. You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Hey, this is your host Dan Gelsheimer, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. My guest today is Jill Matson, who is a sound healing composer, artist, art, author, and I was just going to ask Jill before the break if she'd share with us how what this journey's been like for her and how it's changed her in her work with sound over so many years.
3: Well, that's again another good question. I, I started to use the sound and light machine. I have them on my, on my site, but it's, a, it's an old Tibetan monk technique in which you use sound to produce binaural beats. So you basically almost kind of listen to certain sounds. You can't not have your brain waves match. And so you can dial into any brain wave you want which means you can go to deep meditation quickly. Or even science has identified like frequencies in which um, people give up smoking or change habits. What, what frequencies, brainwaves that is, that you learn faster, fastest. And by doing that machine for about a year, I believe I developed the full range of psychic skills. There, you know, It's not a scientific study, so I don't know for sure. I believe that to be true though. Okay. And it was a matter of... Just going to a certain brain wave because that's where your psychic skills are. And also, with your low theta brain waves, that's where your body rebuilds. So, you produce all kinds of um, healthy chemicals that you buy at the health food store naturally. And so, if you're not sleeping well, you can use something like this, go right down there and rebuild that body as if you had had that night's sleep. So, I think gaining all the psychic skills had a lot, a lot of influence. On me. And again, I would say, um, you know, again, it's just a matter of trust because I would get these visions and pictures, and they're not exactly mainstream. So it's taken me a while to um, uh, just trust in that which I have been given and to share it.
2: You know I can understand that because for for many years people weren 't open at all to the idea that we could have expanded consciousness, we could uh, literally know what happened in other times and other places and, and that that 's a city that 's a realization that 's been available to humanity but not one that 's commonly available. So you've been using sound to literally expand your consciousness and take you beyond uh, the box that, the, that people have been told that they should stay in. Absolutely. And it's a hoot. <laughs> it's been fun. Huh? It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, please tell us some more about Atlantis. That's certainly a, a time, a period that I'm so fascinated by, along with many others. What have you intuited or seen or experienced about Atlantis.
3: Um, the Atlanteans used sound to move rocks, to um, regrow limbs for healing purposes. Um, they used sound for anti-gravity, to grow their crops better, for warfare. Um, and I, I just had a vision somewhat recently, and I'm, I've got a new CD coming out in about three weeks to teach people how to do this, but in my vision... Um, it was like children were taught where in their bodies their organs were. So you would learn very early where your pancreas is or your spleen. And they would they would tie into that because they're very psychic. So they would get its frequency, its feeling, and they would get used to what their organs felt when healthy <laughs> so that they could be immediately alerted Um, when an organ started to get off, get out of tune, fail. And, you know, when they talk in in history, they talk about these people having ridiculously long lives. And this was one of the reasons was that their body wasn't so much subconscious, you know, like we don't think about a heart beating or digestion happening, but they were more conscious of that. And they knew what it sounded like. Or, or an octave of that would be what it felt like. So in this CT, re- Replicating This Ancient Practice, I, I literally play the sounds and the harmonic cascades and the sonic descriptions organ by organ so that you can hear it, feel it. And then I just go into some of their ancient techniques where you connect with your organs and your body as if they're friends. And you get to, um, you know, feel how they're doing today, perhaps communicate with them. And then by just simply feeling good feelings and in your mind even perhaps, replicating the sounds or listening to the CD, um, you just retune
2: into harmony. And and, it, and that creates health. Now, I, I'm just curious whether everybody's healthy pancreas sounds the same. <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there one note or one frequency for that always? A general rule of
3: thumb is that the more solidified into matter something is, um, the more common or universal is the frequency. So it's a lot easier to go to the bone doctor and get a frequency for a bone than it would be for a skin doctor because that's much more fleshy and soft. So your pancreas is going to have um a, 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 a frequency a little bit in the middle. It's pretty solid. It it has a pretty much a general frequency. And what I will do in those frequencies, I'll kind of bracket them. Like let's say the actual one that I've gotten is eh, and then I'll go, eh. I'll kind of bracket it a little bit to account for some variations. And then again, uh coupled in the C D is. You know, some time to get in there and feel your own. You know, start to learn where it's at, learn what it does, start to connect with it, start to feel it. And with all these ancient practices, you need the CD for a while, or you need the sound and light machine or whatever. And then you just do it enough repeats, and then you don't need them.
2: Now, on break, you were telling me about how you have used um, some of your own music to heal yourself. Would you share that with our listeners? Yeah, uh,
3: I have. I get shingles, and it's nasty stuff. Oh, painful! <laughs> Bad stuff. And uh, I just use the sounds anymore. I just have a little CD. There's five strains of them, and I listen to them, and that's that. I recently compute, commuted, uh, sure, composed and performed music for Eboli, Shuri Edwards gave me. Um, frequencies for the various strains and I put it to music and we've given it to a couple doctors and a couple national organizations that are going to spread it for free Um, again it's the same idea that um, live viruses are undone by reciprocals and to me my shingles was bloody and horrible and I just need a little bit of a CD and poof
2: gone so how, lo- how many repetitions or how long would it take at this point to check it again if it, when it pops back up? If you get it in it
3: when it's just beginning to bloom, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to kill and you need less repeats. If, if a disease is in full-blown, um, you're going to need much more repeats. And one thing to gauge how long you need to listen to healing music is if you like it, your body's releasing endorphins, telling you more, 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 more. If you ever listen to something, you love it, and then all of a sudden, you just you just had enough.
2: Right. So you can go by that. You can go by your own mm-hmm. uh, sense of what you need. Yes. Now, I have a question for you. It's a little off topic here. Um, but I, I have some beautiful glass uh, or crystal bowls. They're, they're see-through, pure pure pitch crystal bowls and I bring them when we go out with uh, Dr. Greer and do contact with extraterrestrials using the protocols in various parts of the United States and the ETs really like the bowls. We There's various ways we know that. There's uh, electronic uh, gadgets that we have that they work with and the gadgets get very excited when I'm playing the bowls. They, the ETs really love that and one of the messages I got was that the, when I'm playing the the bowl, it creates a harmonic that makes it easier for them to connect with the group. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I putting on the spot here, but I'm just wondering if that makes sense to you and how you might explain that to me, who really doesn't understand harmonics. Okay, um, the one thing about
3: a bowl is its harmonics. Period, and a harmonics like an after ripple. To observe it in 2D, think of being on a bridge and dropping a rock into water, Mm -hmm. and it makes a hole, and then you see the ripples. Well, the ripples are going to come out in a moment like a mathematical formula, and it's that way with sound. You have a bong, and then listen, you have like an after ripple, and that after ripple is in a mathematical formula. So now, if you could imagine, you're standing there, and let's say you have an arrow, and you know, with a wet sponge on it. And around you, you have 16 circles, fence circles, that are about like a foot high. And there's 16 circles. You know, one's a foot away, one's two feet away. And those circles are going to represent your harmonic patterns. When you make a sound, and that sound's going to be represented by that arrow with the wet, soggy cloth on it. <laughs> and, and and as you th- you shoot your arrow, you can see the water dropping in different circles. And depending on how that water falls will depend, it will modify your sound. Here's an example. E, A. The A sounds lower and they're the same pitch. That's because when you shape your mouth to form that E, you throw that sloppy water or that sound energy into higher um, circles. Hmm. And a harmonic chain. The, the universe is built on harmonic chains. Your digestion, in your body, if you t- go to PubMed and look at the chemical formula, and then put in sound, you'll see that your digestion is a perfect harmonic cascade. And think think of harmonics as like a, a, lo- a line of dominoes, and you know if one goes over, they all go over. It, it's like um, it's like a sound chain. It's think of it like a, a an audio link, an audio link chain.
2: And so the sound chain somehow seemed to be making it easier for the ETs to access our consciousness because they're actually interfacing with us through consciousness yeah way cool, huh? It was very cool, and what you know what is even more cool was they reproduced a a, a crystalline sound that then played for hours, and we're like on we're in the desert like, there's no <laughs> there's no other way for this there's no other source for the sound, but they they love the sound and they actually played it back very similar sound for many hours. We finally had to say it's three o'clock in the morning, we need to sleep, and they turned it <laughs> off. <laughs>
3: Well, here's another little tidbit. In ancient times, in Atlantis, they would make bowls out of all kinds of things. So you would have a crystal bowl, or different contents or types of crystal bowls, or maybe a, a ruby bowl, or an emerald bowl, or a gold bowl, silver. You know, and when you look at your different bowls, um, Tibetan bowls, they're different metal content. The the each different content that it's made out of creates a different harmonic. Right. So in the ancient science you know, we go to the drugstore and get this or that, they would uh, use this or that bowl to get a different harmonic.
2: Perfect. <laughs> now, we're just three minutes away from the end of the show, and I, I know uh, people were going to want to know how to contact you. They're going to want to know where to get your beautiful CDs. So would you tell us about that?
3: Sure. At jillswingsoflight.com, I have lots of videos. I have a half hour of sound healing music, of cathartic music, um, music sung to the flower remedies, the star tones, the um, sacred geometry, and like ascension codes. So there's half of that on the first page. And there's also um, a a newsletter on healing with sound, kind of the stuff we're talking about now. Um, And then just for a limited time, I'm giving away a free copy of a book in exchange for people writing a review on Amazon. Mm. And then there's videos, there's articles, there's cool stuff at jillswingsoflight.com.
2: And would you say just a few words about the Healing Flower uh, CDs?
3: Um, let me see. When you have a negative feeling, it often gets trapped in your body. And the ancient Greeks developed a method to, like... If you worry, it's trapped underneath the lining of the tissues in your stomach. That's why too much of it gives you an ulcer. bores a hole in your stomach. But the ancient Greek had a method for pulling out that negative stuff and then building in virtues. It's a sonic science. And those are my healing flower symphonies. And you can feel crap going on out on the way out. So you know they're working. And for that second, you might not like the music or anybody nearby because they're very effective and they do work. Your, your, your negative stuff goes. And <laughs> making room for good stuff.
2: Jill, thank you so much. I know there's so much more we could have discussed, but I so appreciate you taking the time to be on the program and to share your expert knowledge. And so thank you very, very much.
3: Mm, thank you, Anne. And thank everybody else for listening.
2: So this is Anne Gelsheimer. You've been listening to Conscious Evolution Radio. Thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5pm Pacific Time and 8pm Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel we hope to see you next week